Hello and welcome everyone to our very first podcast on women in leadership. I'm Conchita Khan, an intern at Viz Global, and in this podcast series, we will explore leadership through the eyes of women. This will be a platform for women in leadership positions to share their experiences, lessons, and tips to help inspire future generations of female leaders. Today, I will be joined by the wonderful Bronwyn Stevens, who was the district governor of Rotary 9800 from 2018 to 2019. Bronwyn is a retired nurse who owned and operated a small private hospital with her husband for 12 years. During this time, she volunteered with two major bodies in healthcare, the Australian Council of Hospital Standards as a surveyor and the Australian Credentialed Gastroenterology Nurses as an educator, surveyor and board member. She joined the Rotary Club of Melbourne South in 2008 and has served the club in various capacities, including bulletin editor, treasurer and club president. She has chaired the World of Difference project for her club, where she led a vocational training tour of four teachers to Cambodia in 2016, which provided workshops to 160 Cambodian teachers. Currently, she is treasurer for the Donations in Kind Warehouse and chairs a project providing care packs and clothing to the mental health unit at the Alfred Hospital, all the while continuing to lead humanitarian trips to Cambodia and championing project endeavors. We will hear about her journey, her passions, and the lessons she's learned throughout life. Enjoy. Hi, Bronwyn. How are you? Hi, Conchita. Lovely to see you again. Yeah, lovely to see you too. Thank you so much for being with us today. Pleasure. Well, so let's get started. And can you just tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today? Okay, well, I guess I, I started as a, a junior nurse way back when, when um, dinosaurs ruled the earth, and um, and I retired about ten years ago. And between then and now, I've uh, I was a, a nurse for uh, about um, thirty years, and then uh, soon after retiring from nursing, I found um, a love of volunteering uh, through Rotary and my church. Yeah, I see. Yeah. When was that turning point for you when you realized that you wanted to do volunteering in, because I know you've done a lot of work in Cambodia. Yes. And, um, yes. So what was that turning point for you when you decided that you really wanted to jump into it full force? Well, uh, I guess, I guess I, I left nursing fairly abruptly and not intentionally. I was, I was working perhaps too long hours, um, running a, a, a small hospital, working about 60 hours a week. And I, I tried to pull back to a, a part-time position and that, that didn't go so well for me. And I, and I just walked away from it. And um, shortly after, I was invited to lead a schoolies alternative trip to Cambodia because I'd been to Cambodia on a similar trip and being a, a nurse I guess they figured that those two things combined meant that I was somehow qualified which um, I wasn't but I, I jumped into it me being me and during that trip I was invited to go to a remote um, village where the, the tour leader had seen a, a situation of people dying of cholera and typhoid fever and also um, infected with malaria and he and they had unsafe water and he just didn't have the wherewithal the resources to help them and he said Bronwyn can you come down and see if, if you've got connections to help and that was I guess the starting point of that journey through Rotary to um, 
to be able to make a difference in, in other people's lives through personal connections and gave me a sense of enormous fulfillment and gave me purpose again when I left left my job um, at that, that point, yes. Mm. Okay. Thank you for that. So throughout these volunteering experiences and your time at Rotary, what would you say was one of your biggest challenges and how did you overcome it? Well, through personal connections, um, a, a lot has been able to be achieved, as, as I said, and, and I guess people saw that effectiveness and invited me to a role of leadership. And um, in fact, there's 65 clubs in our Rotary District, and there's five Rotary Districts in Victoria, so it's quite an extensive organisation, but I was invited to the role of District Governor of those 65 clubs. And I guess when somebody sees something in you that you don't see in yourself, the, the challenge is, do you say yes? Or do you say, no, I'm, um, I've, I won't face my fears and I'll just sit back and not accept the challenge. And, and I, I did accept the challenge, but I'm not a public speaker. And that's my was my greatest fear to to stand in front of clubs and in stand in front of a conference and actually speak publicly just absolutely filled me with terror. So that that was my biggest fear. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, it must have been it must have been very nerve wracking. And I feel like for a lot of women that is the situation that sort of self doubt where um, people are fearful of confronting their doubts about themselves. Do you have any advice for women aspiring female leaders regarding self-confidence in particular? Yes, I, I think that perhaps the thing that I've learned along the way is if people do see something in, in you that you haven't seen in yourself, accept, accept their confidence in you mm. and wonder how can, I, how can I build a team around me to fill me with that, that resilience that they've engendered in me. So for me, it was widening my team and building cells that would support me. So I didn't have to perhaps do public speaking, but when I went to club meetings, I invited the club to actually um, talk about their projects. And I'd walk around the, the, the club members and say, tell me about what you're doing. Tell me about the good things that are going on. And actually they would aff affirm themselves. So I actually didn't stand at the lectern. And, um, and that, that actually became a very positive experience for the whole of the Rotary District to be affirming each other. And uh, I didn't have to actually do public speaking. And I did that also within the, the leadership team. We would actually do discussion points around issues for the, the clubs and the, and the district without me having to actually be at the top leader, but at the side leader. I see. So, yeah, I, I think that's really good advice. You know, just surrounding yourself with people you can trust and you can rely on. Because we often say that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but sometimes I feel like your potential is in the eye of the beholder too. And I think that's absolutely in a nutshell, Conchetti. You've got it in one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, I'm always curious because I feel like oftentimes when we talk about women's issues we do it without including men 
but women don't really exist in their own bubble. So I feel like men need to be part of the conversation. So what would you say men in particular can do to support female empowerment? I believe that, um, that men actually, uh, as you say, are, are part of our, our, whole, our whole race and actually admire women, um, look, look to women for support and guidance. And, and I've, I've never seen them as anything, well, of course they're different to us, but, but they're my friends, they're my colleagues. Occasionally, of course, I've met men that are bullies and, um, and difficult to go along with, but so I have with women too. Mm. And I intentionally avoid them. I, I put them to, to one side as I have with women that are, are like that and just get along with my business, surrounding myself with good, good men and good women who, who will go forward um, in, in a good way with me. Yeah. Mm. What would you what would be your advice for dealing with bullies like that when you can't necessarily put them to the side? Because sometimes you're forced to work with them. Yeah, that's a, a, a very, very, very difficult situation. And I know particularly in some industries and, and in some in some vocations, that's that's a, a problem. And I know in nursing um, in situations I've I've encountered that. And um, I think that it has to just be brought to light. There's, it, it just has to has to come to the the fore, and a good a good manager and a good team will allow that to happen. Uh, it can't it can't be hidden. It can't be closeted. It just has to come to light, and the good people in the team have to support people who are being bullied. Um, and yeah, just just has has to be aired. Mm. So I think there's this element of speaking up when you really yes. feel like you're being taken advantage of um, and not hiding it for, you know, fearful of being thought of as the complainer or the one that's always making a big deal out of little things. Yeah. And uh, evidence, fact, um, re recording of the data uh, mm. and, and bring that to light with, with trusted people um, at, at at your side, it just has to come to light, step by step. Yeah, okay. How does mm. Rotary support female leaders? Um, increasingly, um, making sure that there's a, a gender balance at all forms of leadership. Mm -hmm. Extremely um, thrilled to bits that our first female world president will be coming into office in 2023. And Jennifer Jones is a, a, a most humble but inspirational um, person who's been so effective in, in project work, admired by all walks of, of Rotary. And that is a, a true statement for her to be coming in as, as world leader. I can say that having been at a Rotary International Training Days District Governor where 220 countries were represented and I was in forums with all of those leaders mm -hmm. that I was treated as equal at that level of Rotary, even though occasionally I find that there are instances where it hasn't been so 
just on an individual situation, but I, but I believe that's so in all walks of life. There are individuals that we have difficulties with, and as we've discussed before, you, you can you can deal with those on that that individual level. Mm. Thank you. Are there any resources you would like to direct the audience to? Well, Rotary.org is um, is a, our our website where project work uh, our mission our statements and our policies are are all are all uh, listed i see well thank you very much bronwyn really appreciate you sharing all your experiences and insight with us today thank you conchita and uh, all the very best to you i've been so inspired by you and your rosary journey um, that we've shared over the last two years now Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I wouldn't have made it without you. Absolutely. <laughs> You're an incredibly kind person. And I know that. First. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. I found this deeply valuable and I'm sure our audience will too. So uh, bye. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.